Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to try to strike radio gold here this afternoon because Fonnie Willis is still on the stand. And I, I didn't know if I was going to dip into this, but I just have to because it's very contentious. And, Sue, I'm going to use you as a bit of an example here. You're busy throughout your day. You're here in the morning, but you probably haven't heard a lot of this testimony, right? Nope. Now, let me ask this question of you. You you are not married. You have a significant, right? You probably go on trips. You do. You and Michael go on trips together, stuff like that. Sure. I'm not asking you to reveal the finances of your relationship, but let's say that you pay for something on a credit card and then he's going to reimburse you or vice versa. How would you reimburse one another? Like, let's say there's $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 on the line. What would you do? Two How would you transfer? Let's say you owed Michael. Just you're going to okay, re- you're reimburse right. him for a trip. How would you do that? Uh, I don't reimburse it. Okay, but if I needed to send him some money, I would probably Venmo. Right, Ren- or maybe do you have a check? Yeah, I have a check. Yeah, Bonnie Willis doesn't have any of that. She pays <laughs> Nathan Wade in cash. This is her story today. Oh my so gosh. they take a trip together. Like they go to Belize for his birthday. He paid for it on his credit card. She paid him back. In cash, of course. Now, I'm going to go to this because it's been getting hot here in this courtroom down in Georgia. Let's see what's happening right now. She's on the stand testifying on these misconduct allegations. Her The first testifying or the first testimony this morning was from her former um, close friend. <laughs> They're not friends anymore. That testified that this relationship with Nathan Wade began well before they've admitted it to the court. So here's what's going on right now. I characterize myself as broke as leaving that $50,000. I don't know that I had uh, her nascent law practice at Paul Tree I didn't have... Ms. Merchant. I I didn't... I I thought I had a law practice. So this is not correct. I'm sure it's just... I I, I didn't have any asset forfeiture cases. So I had one case where uh, they had took one of my clients... uh, money at the airport that's i don't know if that's what they're carrying i don't know um paltry array i did have family law cases i guess that's what they're talking about and I, clients who couldn't pay their bills ain't clients so no so my question was just if this was a fair and accurate representation where it says you were trying to make it month to month at that point no, I don't think that that is actually a fair and accurate representation, but I am certain that after the 2018 election, um, I'm still not really happy about having given up that 50000 You know when you paid your tax lien? I don't. You don't? Do you know if you paid it? I know I've paid some taxes. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. 
So let me let me interject here. This is interesting. She had a $4,600 tax lien. What the attorney was trying to establish is at the same time that she's pulling cash underneath her pillow of thousands of dollars of, you know, she said the minimum amount in cash would be $500 that this attorney was saying, look, you weren't paying your tax lien, but you were paying Nathan Wade back in cash. And then he, he she asked her about checks. Fannie Willis actually said she had no checks. I don't have any checks. So that's part of the background here. So we weren't going to cover the uh, county regulations. Okay. And I, I, I won't. Um, let me ask you this then. So are you aware that you're required to disclose any relationship with someone that you contract with in Fulton County? I'm going to object with the court fire ruling that you had this morning. May. Would this be different because it's a potential for impeachment? Yes. What did you ask me? <clears throat> By the way, Fonny's attitude has been at play this afternoon. The judge has admonished her because she was being a little too feisty. So this thing has gotten rather hot. Relationship with someone that you're doing business with. I'm not aware, and I'm, I know often that time things are confused with state constitutional officers in county, but I'm not aware. Okay, so it's not your so it's your understanding that you don't have a duty to disclose the. Relationship. She's answered that question. Let's keep going. Um, Did you keep track of this cash that you paid him at all? What are you talking? I don't understand. Did you keep track? Did you keep a ledger? Did you keep track of it? So I've only given him cash, as I mentioned, three or four times. There's no ledger. This is friends handing money off to each other. So the answer is no. You I, think, didn't and I think you've already asked whether there was any written proof whatsoever. And she's yes. answered that. Okay. So we've covered this. Let's move on. Um, They're trying to connect the dots on some financial, you know, things that are not proper. This motion to disqualify was racially motivated. We already said we're not talking about the forensic misconduct that's been alleged. Okay. And, okay. And just so the record is clear, I don't believe I said that his motion was racially motivated, so I don't want that to stay there. I've never said his motion was racially motivated, so that, uh, that should not be close. true. I think it would be that. best if we don't need to go down that road. Uh, we're going to save that for argument. Um, you once said that you would not engage with a personal relationship with anyone that worked for Fulton County. Is that correct? Uh, an employee? Anyone that worked for Fulton County. I think I said an employee. Okay. So that's the qualification you give an employee? You wouldn't... I think that's the statement that I made. So if you want to quote me, quote me accurately. So it's your position because Mr. Wade was not an employee? Or it's your position he wasn't an employee, correct? Mr. Wade is not an employee, and he will tell you that over and over again. So they've been at this all day, and it all started with Robin Bryant Yerty, who is a longtime friend of Fonnie Willis, who used to work in the office, and she testified that this relationship with Nathan Wade began much earlier than the DA and Mr. Wade has acknowledged. I consider Mr. Wade to be an agent. Agent? Yeah. Right. And a is what I really think of him as. Your point, whatever merit it has, uh, Ms. Merchant, is on the record. Next question. All right. Do we need any moments in, in a minute? Mr. Sadow. No, I'm ready to go, Your Honor. All right. So they might get to arguments here in this case. I'm going to try to ask you questions that you can actually answer without having to explain, okay? This is Steve Sadow, who's an attorney for former President Trump. We shall soon see. If I heard you correctly, you 
moved into what I will refer to as the Yurti condo in either March or April of 2021. Is that correct? Sometime between late February and April. Yes, I don't. Just so we're clear. Yes, but in that time period, you're you're in the ballpark. We're in the ballpark. And is that Yerti condo, would you say that it is in Hapeville? It is in Hapeville, yes, sir. And you moved in there for safety reasons? My father, uh, <laughs> yes, I moved in there. My, we were concerned. My father was terribly concerned about me continuing to live at the house. And it, so they were clear, people came to my house at 5 o'clock in the morning um, about the police brutality cases, saying I was going to have a wake-up call. Uh, there were security threats due to gang cases. And there were concerns due to the, um, that was at the very beginning of this, looking into that. And so for all of those reasons and what was happening, my father wanted me out the house and um, begrudgingly I left. Okay, so the answer to the question was yes for safety reasons, correct? Those were all of the things that caused the safety concerns. I'm sorry. I'm not questioning whether they are or are not safety concerns. I just ask that you moved into this condo, ERT condo, for safety reasons, right? Yes. Okay. At the time that you moved into the condo, be it from February to April of 2021, was your father still living in your house? Right, because my father... That's all I ask you. But I I get to explain the answer, sir. I I don't know if there's an explanation. If I ask you, was your father still living at your house, the answer is either he was or he wasn't. Yes, but you are going to get to argue at the end of this, as we both know. I'm not going to argue anything. I'm going to ask... Explain why. I'm going to... So, yes, because my father is an older gentleman, he was worried about COVID, and he stayed. Ms. Wilson, I'm going to have to say this second time. Whenever we have to put a pause, you stop testifying, okay? You'll have a chance to explain yourself. The question was whether your father was not staying there at the time, and you're clarifying that in your answer as well. You can have a brief clarification, but it shouldn't be something that reaches well beyond the question. All right, Mr. Sadow, you can re-ask the question. We'll see where it takes us. Okay, thank you. Was your father still living in your house at the time you moved to what I would refer to as a Yerti condo? Yes, sir, he was due to his concerns related to COVID. Okay. The safety concern was that there was potential danger at your house. Is that correct? Yes, my address had been exposed. So yes, there was concerns about potential danger at my house. Okay, so anyone staying at your house in the time period after you went to the Yerti condo was still in danger, correct? Yeah, well, no, no, no. I think you have to... Uh, it's your attorney, Ms. Willis. Um, sorry, Mr. Potter, your objection is speculation. Yes. To the question of speculation. whether someone was still in danger at her condo. I can re- I can. Right. Just let her answer the question. Let, or uh, Mr. Sadon wants to rephrase. No, I, I, I'm not I, sure. I was able to I've understand got a, it. I've got the objection, and then I have. I'll withdraw the objection. Okay. So, and I'm going to remember the question so I can answer it. Well, you, you can now that the objection's been withdrawn. Can you try to answer that question? Yes. There's still a safety concern I was, for people staying at the house. I, yes, I was very concerned about my father still living at the house. However, if you have dealt with an older gentleman, he was not leaving the house, despite my urging him that I thought he should leave as well. He did not want to leave the house because he was particularly worried at his age about COVID. But that became a... 
uh, I don't want to say a, I was not happy with that decision of my father's, but I can't ultimately make him leave. And he stayed there too long, in my opinion. Okay, thank you. During that period that you left to go to the Yerti condo, yeah. did any of your children stay at your house? So I don't... Uh, I'm going to take a break from this right now. And I, you know, I've been listening to this most of the day. Fred, you have too. I don't know exactly the dots that he's trying can, to connect with that. There, there is this condo that, that she lived at. And Nathan Wade was asked when, you know, he had gone to the condo. They were trying to establish some of the parameters of when the relationship began. And then there was a point where he kind of talks about, um, you know, why he went to Fred, you remember when he was talking about the, the documents, what cut that was? Because he said that he would go to the condo, but right. sometimes it was I think just it was probably the last one. Let's see if this is it right here because he, he's asked about this earlier. Did you and Miss Willis go to the Hapeville condo? Here it is. Prior to your relationship starting beginning of twenty twenty two. Prior to having physical contact, prior to having intercourse, did we go to the Hapeville condo? Again, you keep going to intercourse. I'm trying not to, but fine. The answer to that, my question would be yes. Did you and Miss Willis go to the Hapeville condo prior to what I want to say November 1st of 2021? Mm. Yes. Okay, and the purpose for going to the Hapeville condo with Miss Willis prior to 2021 would have been what? Miss Yurdy resided there, went to visit her, um, maybe went to talk about uh, a, a document that I received. Um, you would go to the condo and talk about a document that you received? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Absolutely. Any other reasons? None come to mind. All right, so so here's the thing. On oh, that. my uh, gosh. He, he said, well, Miss Yurdy lived there, right? Miss Yurdy is Robin Brian Yurdy, the one who testified to begin the day that, yeah, this they were starting to bang long before they said. So just hear him out on this. We only had intercourse after this particular date. All those other times I went to the condo, I was just getting a document signed. That's all it was about. We're coming back with more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's been a a pretty crazy day of testimony in uh, Fulton County, Georgia, in Atlanta. And it started with Robin Brian Yerty, who's a longtime friend of uh, Fonnie Willis, who's the prosecutor in the election interference case for President Trump down there in Fulton County. So the question now is, wait a second, it looks like there's improper things that have happened between her and Nathan Wade, another attorney who she was hiring to do work in the office. So they've been trying to, you know, put some pieces together all day long about when the relationship began and whether or not the two have lied about this. And they've had some success doing this, I think. But Fonnie Willis is still on the stand and it has gotten contentious. And here's the latest. When I chose him in November of 21, first of all, let's get this straight. Mr. Wade was not actually my first choice. That's no insult to him. No, no, it is. Because of the way you phrased the question, you said, when I chose him, I didn't inform people of a personal relationship. We have defined personal as romantic. It is an inaccurate way to state the question. Then I will certainly restate it so it is very accurate. Okay, and please do not yell at me. You hired Mr. Wade for the first time on November 1st of 2021, correct? November of 2021, yes, sir. Your testimony is whether one accepts it or not, your testimony is that at the time you hired Mr. Wade, there had never been a romantic relationship with Mr. Wade before you hired him, correct? Yes, my testimony is that we were very good friends, but not, we're talking about a sex, so let's just don't... Well, no, I'm not talking about, I'm saying romantic relationship doesn't necessarily have to be just sex. Well, it can I be dating, it can be holding hands, it can be any of those things that one might call romantic. I'm asking you whether or not prior to November 1st of 2021, there was a romantic relationship with Mr. Wade. That's very simple. It's either a yes or a no. I don't consider my relationship with him to be romantic before that. I'm not a hand holder, so no. That's fine. Now, let's move beyond November 1st of 2020. 2021, excuse me. I understand your testimony. There was no romantic relationship with Mr. Wade until early in 2022, whether it be January or February or March, early in 2022, correct? I would say sometime between February and April. Yes, sir. All right. Now I'm asking you about that time period when it became romantic. Yes, Okay. Thank you. Okay. You didn't see the need, if I understand, to tell any of the people on the prosecution team when you had established a romantic relationship with Mr. Wade, that the lead prosecutor, that is the the man that was basically giving orders to others, was dating or having a romantic relationship with you, correct? I'm going to object to relevance at this point, Your Honor. Just to to prove or attempting to show that there is an issue on the credibility about the relationship. The failure to have informed anyone, anyone on her team that she was having a romantic relationship with the lead prosecutor, 
I suggest gives rise to that inference. That's the relevance. The inference that the inference that that they were concealing this because it was not as it, it's been characterized to the court, and that it in fact it started earlier than what they say. All right, overall, Mr. Sedo. I just want to make sure that we're clear from at least 2020. Me and Mr. Wade were friends at least that time period. Okay, I'm not talking okay, about. So no, no, no. I just I want to be clear because my credibility is being evaluated here, right? We were friends. We hung out prior to November of 2021. In November of 2021, I hired him. I do not consider our relationship to have become romantic until early of 2022. Because I don't know a date and time, I'm saying sometime between February and April of 2022, and very early April of 2022, because I know that trip that I discussed with you was like the first week of 2022, that the relationship had become romantic. I hope that answered your question, but I can't have it where you know, we're saying something differently. All right, so you've established the timeline, as you put it. The question originally was, uh, at the time, at that time, did you tell any other prosecutors uh, on the prosecution? I never tell people at work who I'm dating. All right, Mr. Sato. Okay. Did you take any trips to D.C. with Mr. Wade? Never. Did you ever, did you take, okay, so do you have no, what I would call personal trips or business trips to D.C. with Mr. Wade? I never went to D.C. with Mr. Wade, personal, business, otherwise, never. Okay, so. I've never been in the District of Columbia with Mr. Wade or Maryland, Virginia, the DMV as they call it. So as I understand it, just to be clear, any trips that you would have taken to see D.C. That was, a pretty, not, that was a pretty clear answer. Huh? That was a pretty clear answer. No. She just said no. Twice. So do you have a variation or something new to bring up? I'll ask it and we'll see. Did you take trips to DC that were non-business during the time period that this case or this matter was under investigation? I'm gonna object as to relevance as it relates to the matter that we're here before your honor. Today. Well, again, the, the question already asked is take personal or business trips. She said- But I, but that was with Mr. Wade. Business. That was with Mr. Wade. This I asked her alone whether she took. Okay. What's the relevance? And what would be the relevance of that? I'm trying to understand whether or not we, we have an ability to show a personal trip in which Mr. Wade is there at the same time. I understand her answer, okay? I understand her answer, but we have documents. We have records that- Your Honor, I'm going okay. to the documents, the things that- Well, this could be something that's maybe not part of the record yet, but if he has a, I think there have been other things discussed in this case, and they have evidence that Mr. Wade may have been in D.C. at the same time. If you want to ask about that exact specific date, Mr. Sadon, you can do that. I would I, reference the court that that was not asked of Mr. Wade, uh, anything about any trips to D.C. Sure. And so that's going to limit its uh, merit and impact and, on credibility. So, Mr. Sadon, ask the question. So, so there, I understand your testimony is you never took a trip to D.C. with Mr. Wade. That's correct. Personal or business. That's correct. Were you ever in D.C. at the same time as Mr. Wade? I was not. On personal or business? No, me and Mr. Wade have not been to D.C. at the same time. However, uh, since Mr. Wade has been on this case, he's been to D.C. Since Mr. Wade has been on to this, this case, I've been to D.C. 
What has not happened is we have not been in the District of Columbia at the same time. Now, the only thing I'm not sure about with what you asked me is if I've been to D.C. personally, because I've got a lot of personal friends in that area. But I know that I um, have been to D.C. Uh, I did an interview at Howard University. I went to D.C. for that. Seems like I've been to D.C. one other time. Oh, I went to D.C. for the Global Summit. Actually, yeah, those were two separate trips. My next question is based on her opening the door, and therefore I'll just ask it, and Your Honor can decide whether or not it's appropriate. When you went to D.C., did you go to the White House? Okay. I did not go to the White House. No, well. Apparently I'm going to get the answer anyhow. There you have it. Next question. Okay. You indicated your best recollection was that your relationship with Mr. Wade, the romantic relationship, uh, ended... Um, you left it in August of 2023. That sound right? That's the hard conversation. That's not the. Uh... We've covered this. Next question. And you characterized it as a tough conversation, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to get into the conversation per se. Well, if he doesn't want to, we won't go there. So, Mr. Sedan, next question. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to say no when you've got that opportunity. But... All I'm going to say is, it was it pre-indictment in this case? So we know the timeline that the indictment was delivered. Okay. Well, but, and, and, and so that we're so clear, the okay. physical relationship ended pre-indictment. And is that when you were talking about the tough conversation? But I, the, I'm not sure that the tough conversation didn't happen until after. But the physical relationship. So I'm sure if you ask Mr. Wade, because he's a male. He would say we ended June or July because physical contact ended then. Just in my mind, being a woman, it's over when you have that like hard conversation. That's, I just think women and men think differently. And I think the answer, Mr. Sadow, to your question was she's not sure whether it was before or after the indictment. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure that that was her answer, but let's see if I can get specific. That is what I said. That's what I said. I'll let you. Next question, Mr. Sadow. Okay, Want to say one more? The romantic relationship ended before the indictment was returned. Yes or no? To a man, yes. Well, to a man, yes. To you, no? She's explained this, right. Mr. Sadown. She's explained this. <laughs> and did the, and the, did the forthcoming indictment have anything to do with that? Ooh. Or was it just a coincidence? <clears throat> Mr. Let's go on and have the conversation. I'll just ask you whether or not it was a coincidence. It had absolutely nothing to do with this. It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. We would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I would give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. Is there anything else you would like to add to that? No. Sure. But I'm sure we'll talk about it further. No, we're not going to talk about it further. I... All right. No back and forth. Mr. Stay down. Next question. Uh, my next question is something that I would that has to do with the what I've characterized as the church speech 
Let me just tell you what the question is, because I know that's not preserved for the. This is live coverage. Uh, Fonnie Willis testifying in Fulton County, Georgia, in Atlanta. Steve Sadow is the attorney, the voice you hear, the male voice. He is the attorney representing former President Trump. Weekend church speech. You know what I'm referring to. A great honor of mine. That's a historic African American church. Yes, I do. Okay. Did you have handwritten notes with you that you were reading from? During the speech, and, and on second thought, Mr. Sadow, because you might have a number of questions about this, why don't we just bullet point what you would want to cover on this to preserve for the record, and then we'll move on to the next topic. Okay. Since I had laid out before that the forensic misconduct isn't a subject. So do I, the do I not get an answer for that? That's, That's right. Okay. Uh, did you read your speech? Well, no, Mr. Sadow, for everything related. Any forensic oh, you just want me to stay out of it now? We're just not. It's, we can do it in a bullet form if you just want to cover what you would have asked, but it's not in a question and answer format. Okay, so I should do that at this point, or do it sure. when you're ready. We can do it right now, so it's fresh. I'm going to ask her about: Did she prepare the speech? Did she have notes on the speech? Did she read the speech? Um, when did she do this? When did she write the speech? Who was she referring to when she was talking about um, others? Who was she referring to when she said they? Who she was referring to when she spoke in terms of their, that is. Their, I would love their, to answer those questions. Well, Ms. Willis, um, you can certainly do that in some other format. But for today, that's uh, what we decided we're not going to cover. Who was she talking about that was playing the race card and why she didn't tell the people at the church that she, was, that she had had a personal slash romantic relationship with the I'll do respect the way it was characterized, the black man that she was referring to. And was the black man she refer, referring to, was that Mr. Wade? Okay. That's that area of inquiry. Noted for the record, Mr. Sadow. Next topic. Okay. I realize that you've testified that you have no records um, that with regard to cash payments. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. Would your bank records reflect that you withdrew cash from your bank accounts during the time period of 2020, 2021, 2022, or 2023? I'm not asking you, I'm just asking whether they would reflect that you withdrew cash from any of your bank accounts. Uh, so the exact amounts? No, just but yeah, that of course, you did. Of course, I withdrew money throughout that time period, throughout my life. I've, I've withdrawn money from the bank. Yes, of course. Talking about cash from, that is, that you go to a cash, bank right. or you go to an ATM cash. and you take cash out. Either that way or you go to Publix and you overpay or you go to another store and you overpay. So, yes, both through that, yes, uh, of course, they will reflect that at times. Okay. And so those records, if we had them, would show that, correct? That throughout the course of my life, I took no, no, out money. From, I, I was very specific. I said, yes, during the course of that time period, I would have taken money out. Yes. So, do you have a problem with? Re I absolutely. So, yes. You don't want the bank records to be made available I, for the court and the court alone. I'm going to object as to the relevance, and this has already been addressed earlier as it relates to other records. This is an improper line of question, questioning. He's doing it. For the purpose of harassment, I'm just going to sustain it on relevance. Uh, Mr. Sadow, that's something you want to follow up privately? Uh, you can do that. Okay. Uh, last area, briefly. Yes, sir. You had contact with Mr. Wade in the t year 2020, correct? 
Ooh, um, I had some contact with Mr. Wade. Would you explain when you say some contact? Please tell us the con talk about 2020. I had some contact with Mr. Wade in 2020. Um, one of the reasons your allegations are so preposterous or mismerchants that you have joined is... Ma'am, no, 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 I didn't no, no. ask it's you about the allegations. I asked you about your contact. That's all I ask you, okay? I appreciate that, that you want to say something, but I'm interested in did you have contacts with Mr. Wade in 2020? And your answer so far has been yes, correct? Very limited contact because um, Mr. Wade had a form of cancer that makes your allegations somewhat ridiculous. I, I do appreciate the characterization. I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm that sorry, what? I'm not going to emasculate a black man. Did you understand that? All right, well, I don't think we should discuss track. further. Mr. Sadow, next question. Trying to, Your Honor. <clears throat> Would you tell us on the occasions in 2020 that you had contact with Mr. Wade? I'm sorry, I thought I had answered that yes yes sir there were times in 2020 i had contact but 2020 well, th this is this tone sort this of sums up the uh, the exchanges here this afternoon here, here's the tough part for trump's attorneys and um we'll have brad young's going to weigh in in the next hour is and I've, I've mentioned this many times before you in in a court of law you have to prove things so what they're trying to do on the trump side is prove and sort of link these things together including the financial relationship that mr wade and ms willis had the problem is that they're not able to disprove the claims about paying him back in cash she basically said earlier i have large amounts of cash at my home and i've used that my dad taught me to have six months of cash at my home she even said at one point and this might get her into different trouble that she had taken money from her campaign now i don't know about all the oh, particulars boy. about that but I, I don't know, because the judge is going to have to rule on this after arguments, I don't know if they're able to prove as much as they had hoped to just because there are no receipts. I mean, she says, yeah, I paid him back. He says she paid me back and vice versa. They don't have receipts. There's no you know, specifics there. That's why he's asking about the bank accounts, et cetera. But it is uh, interesting. It's been a hot day in that courtroom. The big story of the last 24 hours around here, though, has been the shooting at the Chiefs Parade. Alex Gold, who's been a great contributor to this show, recently is going to join us with an update coming up next. All right, we're going to cover more of the Fonnie Willis uh, misconduct hearing in the next hour. Brad Young, our legal analyst, is going to join us. And I, my apologies to Alex Gold, who is with uh, Kansas City 610 Sports Radio. Alex, I anticipated giving you a little bit more time here this afternoon, but we got bogged down. But how are you, first and foremost? You were at the parade yesterday, right? Yeah, great to be out with you guys. Uh, obviously, not under these circumstances, but it's always good to talk with you. Yeah, I'm doing great. You know, uh, our, our crew uh, was fine. We were further up the parade route uh, around 20th and Grand uh, in downtown KC. And so Union Station was probably a good seven-minute walk from where we were at. We had just wrapped up our show. The rally had just ended. We had gone off the air to hand it off to our next show that was back at our station. And uh, all of a sudden started to see – I don't know, 10-plus law enforcement vehicles fly down the road and not knowing what was going on yet. Uh, we were eventually locked down in the, the hotel that we were at for a little while until they knew uh, what the real situation was, and then they let everybody go. Um, so fortunately, we're not right there at Union Station where the, the shooting took place. Do we know, you know, it's been a busy day just in politics, and I've been covering this hearing down in Georgia, and I hadn't really heard any new information today do we have any more information about the shooters and what happened that you're aware of so the only thing we, we've learned so far today from the Kansas City Police Department is that they believe it was a dispute between multiple individuals they've got three suspects 
uh, and three people in custody. Two are juveniles. Um, and we're coming up on, you know, 24 hours since these individuals have been in custody. So, you know, in terms of charges, I mean, that could, if, if any happened, that, that could come at any time while we're even talking to you. And that's kind of what we're waiting for to see. Um, and, and as far as, you know, victims, um, you know, we, we know still just of the one individual that unfortunately lost their life. Um, and, and we have heard that uh, some of the, the other victims fortunately have been released from the hospital. I believe there's still uh, at least three at Children's Mercy Hospital that are that are still receiving care. Man, you I'm sure you've heard the audio of the gunshots, which really did sound like fireworks. And you see people reacting around it. They didn't really at first think anything had happened. But that's a lot of gunfire. This could have been a lot worse. I mean, as bad as it was, sure. I, I'm actually rather shocked that more people weren't weren't killed. So at this point, we're just kind of waiting for more information. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, Alex, so sad because you have all those people, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people trying to celebrate something like that. The Chiefs have a blast on stage, and then this happens, and this is the memory we're left with, right? It is unfortunate. I don't know how you can think about Super Bowl 58 or any other type of future championship parade. And look, there's a good chance the Chiefs football team is going to win another championship at some point in the next decade. And so how will that not impact people's thinking going forward? It was a question we raised today. I don't know what the solution is from uh, what do you do with parades? You know, the NFL is going to have some discussions on other options. You know, I I am certainly opposed to getting rid of parades. I don't think you can live in fear. I think that that's not the smart route either, but I don't know uh, if the NFL and if these teams won't consider doing celebrations in stadium where they have, you know, more of a secure atmosphere. Right. You know, for example, when the Cardinals won the last World Series, I think that you have the parade, but then they have the, you know, the rest of the celebration and the uh, the speeches in, inside a stadium. And I guess they can just go to that. And I hope you're right, Alex. I hope it doesn't get down to that because it would be sad for the fans. Listen, I got to run, but thank you so much for the updated information. Thank we'll you. see what happens. Alex Gold with 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Appreciate it, Alex, as always. No problem. Thanks. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.